Get to Old Navy now for February's biggest style steal. 40% off all jeans and tees. Jeans start at just 18 bucks for adults, 12 bucks for kids. With tees from just 7 bucks for adults, 6 bucks for kids. All jeans and tees are on sale, even your favorite rock star jeans. All jeans and all tees are 40% off right now. Don't miss out. Run into Old Navy and OldNavy.com today. Valid 211 to 221 excludes in-store clearance jeans and tees. Active license and men's package tees. thing go from left to right and I thought I'm going to die out here no one's ever going to know I couldn't believe what my eyeballs were showing me I'll never forget how evil the eyes were it was horrible I mean I've never seen nothing that evil it ran towards me at a a rate that I, I I can't even explain turned and stared at me and this look of I just want to kill you I want to say it was human, but it wasn't. He was, he, was, he was yelling at me to grab a gun, grab a gun. I was like, for what? He said, just grab a gun. And there's footprints all the way to the door of my house. It had went inside my garage all the way to the door. 911, what are you reporting? Jesus Christ, you better... Sir? Yeah. Hello? Get somebody out here. What's going on now, sir? That son of a bitch is about six foot... Nine, I don't know. Do you see him now, sir? Yes, I'm looking right at him. Uh oh. You're listening to Sasquatch Chronicles. Check us out online at sasquatchchronicles.com. If you've had an encounter, email me. My email address is wes at sasquatchchronicles.com. Welcome to the show, everyone. Thanks for being here tonight. Got a great show planned for you tonight as we march towards the episode 500. I am in Texas. We are live with uh, Tony Merkel from the Confessionals. Tony, what's going on, man? Hey, my man. What's going on? (laughs) And we also have a special guest, KC, who is the coordinator for Sasquatch Chronicles. KC! (laughs) KC in the house. If you're a fan of uh, Sasquatch Chronicles, most of the success is because of Casey. Casey, welcome to the show. Thank you. Glad to be here. Yeah, it's uh, having a lot of fun down in Texas. Oh yeah, it's like seventy degrees outside. I agree. It's been beautiful. Middle of the night. <laughs> it's like it's 70 the best degrees. time to come to Texas. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, Casey, what what would you say your role is in all of this? I babysit Wes and Tony. Yeah, uh, make sure they're doing what they're supposed to do. That's probably accurate. <laughs> She's probably right. It's kind of yeah. like wrangling cats a little bit. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I don't do much. They, they're the stars. No, baloney. I just, uh, I just make sure everything's going all right on the back end. Yeah, I mean, it, pretty much everything runs smoothly because of Casey. If it were up to me, you know, all you know, all the merchandise, the beautiful merchandise. If you go to sasquatchchronicles.com, check out the uh, the store. That was most. That, actually, that was all Casey. That was wasn't me at all. One hundred percent. I'd have Walmart shirts with like stamp Sasquatch Chronicles if if it were up to me. Hey, here's a sharpie. Write Sasquatch Chronicles on it. <laughs> have a nice day. Yeah, pretty much. But uh, no, it's a lot of fun just hanging out down here in Texas. And I know there's a little bit of an echo. There's not much I can do about it, just because it's kind of a mobile studio. Tony, tell your uh, your UFO story. Well, it all started with Bigfoot. <laughs> no, I, I was, it was probably like, um, 
Oh man, I would. Are you going through puberty or something? I know. (laughs) (laughs) It's also I'm running on like four hours of sleep and I'm dead tired all day. I hear you. What were we talking about? Your uh, UFO story. Oh, that's right, Bigfoot. I mean UFO. Yeah, we're on a Bigfoot show. So, I, yeah. So we got the UFO encounter that I had about, uh, I think it was two Fridays ago. And uh, it was pretty, pretty unique where I, I was driving back. I'm a truck driver. And so at the end of my day, I was driving about an hour down the turnpike to go back to my terminal to call it a night. And I'm in the Philadelphia area. And so when I'm driving down the turnpike, it's not an uncommon thing where you see these lights in the sky and they're usually perfectly distanced, and they're all the same color. And if you didn't know any better, you'd be like, oh, my God, we're, we're, we're getting invaded. I mean, it, it looks like some kind of mothership moving into the area like uh, Men in Black. You know what I mean? It's just, like, freaky. And uh, I, I can't tell you how many people have, you know, knowing what I do and stuff, they've come to me and say, have you ever seen the lights in the sky? I'm, yeah. It's called the Philadelphia International <laughs> Airport. And yeah. their plane's coming in for landing. And so I'm quite used to that stuff. But... I'm driving down the turnpike and I see the typical lights and what was different was I started seeing this light in the sky that was flashing a very rhythmic red pulsating light. It had a steady blue light. And I'm like, okay, whatever. It's a freaking plane. You know, and as I'm getting closer, now I'm driving about two, three miles before I get up on this thing. And as I'm getting closer, I'm assuming it's a plane at first. And then I'm like, well, this thing isn't moving. I'm thinking, okay, it's a helicopter. You know, you're right on the turnpike. Maybe there's an accident coming up. And there's, you know, the local news monitoring the traffic or even police monitoring the speed through the helicopter. And so I'm just driving along. And as I get up closer and closer to it, uh, I realized that this was something a little different. And so, like I said, it's about two, three miles of me driving to get up on this thing. So right there, it's telling me, yeah, I haven't seen it move. I'm gaining on it, but it took some time. This thing was hovering. And... I'm still thinking it's a helicopter until I'm getting to the point where I'm actually passing this thing. And it's about two, three hundred feet up in the air. And I'm looking at my driver's side window and I just look up at it because I'm curious. And I'm really not thinking much. I'm just thinking it's probably a helicopter until I see the shape of this thing. So it's dark outside, but it's like one of those nights where uh, the, the sky wasn't completely dark, especially in the Philadelphia area. You got the light pollution and everything. Yeah. I could see the body of this thing, the silhouette. And it's not a shape I've ever saw in the sky, ever. And so when I first started talking about this to some people, I was describing it, it was a V-shape. And it was, it was a V-shape. The difference was, it was more like a check mark, where or some people, like you said, a boomerang. But it was more like a check mark where one side of it was shorter than the other. And it, it looked like a check mark in the sky, but you could clearly see a defined body of a, like a V check mark shape. And it was just hovering there. Like, I literally passed it by. It didn't move anywhere. I just kept on moving because I'm on the turnpike. I can't pull over anything. But it was one of the most peculiar things I ever saw in my life. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh. Like, I, I think I just saw a freaking UFO. And nobody's going to believe me. You know? But, no, I, I, I was really um, shocked because, I, I mean, I have my show. And, you know, you talk to people all the time that have these encounters. And I don't ever see anything. You know, and, and finally I saw something and it was in passing, but it was really, it was really interesting. Very interesting. And then a Bigfoot came out of it and it was even more interesting. <laughs> <laughs> he asked for a ride and I said, yeah, hop in, hop in buddy. We got you going. It's no problem. Where are you heading? Yeah, that's funny, man. That's, that's uh, crazy. When did that happen? 
uh, like two Fridays ago. So oh, wow. yeah, it wasn't it wasn't too long ago. And uh, if you listen to episode ninety four, so my my last episode I came out with. If you listen through the whole and thing, and that's the uh, Confessionals podcast, confessionalspodcast dot com. That's you're, right. You're welcome, Tony. If you have an encounter, email me. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, but uh, episode ninety four, I came out with that, and uh, I know. You know, people tend to like with, with your show. I've never listened to your whole show. It's kind of monotonous. No, I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> <I'm playing. laughs> but I know that audiences and stuff, once the show's over, sometimes checks out. And so yeah. I figured I'd give them some bonus material, uh, but I didn't tell anybody I was doing it. So what they have to do is they listen to the episode. You got to listen to all the outro music. And when the outro music's over, I come in and I'm like, hey, guys, you know, and then I'm like, you know, I got some bonus material for you because you made it through the whole episode. And I tell them the uh, UFO story encounter. So, uh, you know, it's a little little side note with me is sometimes I do put in that stuff. Like I already put one time I actually uh, recorded the whole show, did the outro, and then I deliberately had like a two minute gap of just audio silence. And then I came in with a bonus track. And so it's awesome. like one of those things where I, I sometimes I hide bonus tracks at the very end of the show. And uh, like you, out of all the people that listen to the show, like you get like one or two and be like, hey, what's, a, what's up with that, that extra audio at the end? I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I didn't just deny. <laughs> you know, I don't even think I knew that. I don't think I've ever gotten yeah. all the way through that yeah. outro music. <laughs> I do it on purpose because it's not, it's not like, I, I know most people aren't going to hear it, but the people that do, it's just a little special no, for them. Cool. You know what I mean? And then I just deny it just to play dumb. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, and I know we'll have uh, Lestrade. I'll play a little clip from, uh, and that was due to KC too. Then I got the Lestrade interview. But Spot on. Yeah, it was a good inter- It was a great interview. I know you've heard it, but uh, and he talked about that. He talked about seeing a UFO when he was out there. Um, I think he was doing Bigfoot Survivor Man. I'll play a clip here in a second. But the other thing I want to talk to the audience about is. Both Tony and I are coming up with an app for the audience. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to pull, what do you think, Casey, like 10, 15 members to be yeah. testers? Yeah, I think so. I think uh, I think we had a pretty good idea to start with the moderators on the fan page. Because they do a big job. Yeah. Well, anyway, the admins, we'll, admins, we'll, I guess we'll, I should say. Yeah, we'll pull some people and have them be testers for the app. But the app's going to do a lot of really cool things. But one of the things the audience has been asking for is with the app to be able to listen to the show, like the member-only show, instead of having to go to the website. And there's going to be a lot of cool things in that app. Mm-hmm. I know we sat through and talked about it today. There's going to be some really cool things in that app. Taking it to another level. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. So we're working on the app, and um, I'll probably ask the audience as we move forward. We'll grab like some moderators and some members uh, from the site to have them test it out and just tell us what they like, what they don't like, that yeah. sort of thing. We'll figure out a way to do it. Yeah. Something kind of cool. That'd be Check really cool. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. I'm very excited. Absolutely. There's a lot of big things going on. I know for a lot of people too on SasquatchChronicles.com, I know the forum's down currently. Um, it's just scheduled maintenance. It'll be back up. Uh, but doing a lot of things, doing a lot of little upgrades and yeah, I mean, you see some cool stuff, man. Yeah. I mean, Wes was here early this morning with his coloring book and his Crayola crayons and he's making sketches of the app. And it's just, I thought it was great. The color scheme was beautiful. (laughs) If it's going to be Walmart quality, like the merchandise, I think maybe I'll handle that part. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) That's probably true. So look for the app coming up where we will be. um, It'll be cool. It'll be really cool. Especially since Casey's running it, not me. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. 
But if you've had an encounter, shoot me an email. My email address Can I is, do this part? Yeah, go ahead. If you've had an encounter, shoot Wes an email. His email address is Wes at SasquatchChronicles.com. If you get a chance, check out the website at SasquatchChronicles.com. There's a lot of great stuff in there. <laughs> A lot of great stuff in the store. <laughs> you can also become a member. We'll see you guys. Where are you going? Take care of yourself. Well, I, I got this, Wes. I got this, Wes. Anyways, if you, if you, uh, I got this, Wes. So, yeah, anyways, go ahead to the website at sasquatchchronicles.com. Check out the store. There's a lot of great stuff in there. The t shirts are great quality. I'm actually wearing one of the hoodies right now. It's very soft, very great, durable stuff. Again, props to KC. But uh, yeah, there you go, guys. Yeah, no, it's actually pretty embarrassing. We're all decked out in our Sasquatch Chronicles yeah. <laughs> gear. Yeah. Going out in public. <laughs> I like it, but. There you go. And I'll play the uh, Les Stroud interview. Here's, uh, I asked Les what was the strangest thing he had seen out in the woods. And this will be for the episode 500. Probably around Christmas time. Ain't that right, Casey? Oh, we, pin- oh, we pinned it down. Um, we got to figure out the logistics of that. Because that falls on a Friday. Ah, somewhere around that time. We'll make it work. Yeah, we'll make it work. It'll be uh, December 21st or December 23rd. Yeah, right around that time. This we'll play it. No, that's exactly and- when it'll be. Yeah, well, okay. One of those two days. <laughs> She runs the schedule. But the uh, Les Stroud, it was cool. Yeah. It was really cool. He shared a lot of really cool things with us. People are, you know, they're going to break their jaws when it hits the floor after hearing that. Yeah, here it is. Take a listen. Again, was a thing I wasn't either ready to or able to, because of the gatekeepers, share on the Survivor Man Bigfoot episode. And that was when I went up to the top of the mountain with uh, the one Todd, St- Todd Standing and his, his research area up there. And um, the second night... Um, I asked him to leave, and I stayed on the top of that mountain alone. I will – it was weird because this touches on another thing, and, and I'll just brief this, and that is it's amazing that sometimes we don't utilize our best skills in these moments. It's like, why didn't you just take a picture? Right. <laughs> I didn't even think of it. Right. And that's happened to me a couple of times. So I'm up on the mountain, and I had a weird thing later that night that just freaked me out, but – the first thing that happened was it's dark now. And I casually look over to the right, on top of a mountain, and looking down at the most amazing valley, but I can't see a city. Like, I'm not near Jasper or you know, Alberta or anything like that. And I look over, and I, yeah, I saw four massive lights. Well, what do you mean, four massive lights? I got to say that if they were airplanes, or if it was an airplane, it would be an airplane the size of a, of, of a shopping mall, because my... Goodness, this the lights were huge, and they looked to be a mile away, and they were just hovering there in the sky, four big, huge, bright, round lights hovering in the sky. And, and I was like, oh, is that just a jet coming in for landing, and it's a weird refraction of the light? And I was like, no, for like 20 minutes, it was up there, until at one moment I looked, and it was just gone. It just vanished out of the sky. I didn't watch it vanish. In fact, I got bored with it. Why didn't I film it? I don't know why I didn't film it, but it was not in my inclination to film it. And yet I'm standing there staring. And I think, again, kind of like when the Sasquatch thing happened in the Alaska episode, I didn't want to confuse what I was doing with Survivor Man by talking about Bigfoot. Now I'm filming Bigfoot and I didn't want to confuse what I'm doing with Bigfoot (laughs) to talk about aliens and spaceships. I'm just like, ah, 
I felt like going, not now, guys, you know, but I should have paid more attention. What did you think of that? I mean, you saw Boomerang, but he's talking about seeing like yeah. the mothership. I haven't. Uh, I've heard other people say similar things. I have too, yeah. Episode five, the confessionals. Plug! Shameless plug! <laughs> Episode five, the guy says he saw one the size of a football stadium. Oh, really? Yeah. I've heard that as a unit of measurement for them before. Yeah. Football field size. Shopping malls. Shopping malls, yeah. That's crazy. It is. But that's less light on that encounter right there, because what everybody else is going to hear during that show, jaw-dropping. Yeah. Yeah, that that was more of... Um, I, well, I won't go into it, because I'll ruin the um, the episode 500. And, and Les really shared a lot of things during that interview that really shocked me. Really shocked me. Yeah. And he opened up and he, um, it's cool. A, a, a fan sent me an email and I can barely talk. I'm so tired. A, a fan had sent me an email, uh, that said they went to one of Les's, uh, what are you talking about? I was going to go, wake up. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, will fix it in post-production. <laughs> uh, he was, nah, I forgot what I was going to say. Anyway. Uh, no, the fan at his concert. Oh yeah. At his concert, he was wearing a Sasquatch Chronicle shirt. That was really cool. That was nice of him. That was really nice of him. How much did you pay him? I didn't pay him anything. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I'm trying to talk less into... Well, I won't get into that. There's things that were... Anyway. What did you think of that interview, Casey? You were there. I, yeah, I thought, it was, I thought it was great. Um, it was a, you know, a real honor to be able to be there and, and sit down with you guys and, and watch the interview play out. And uh, I've been a fan of Les since the beginning of Survivor Man. My sister got me into it. And then seeing him transition into the Bigfoot stuff was pretty compelling, and it was before I got hooked up with this show. Uh, but you know, throughout this the season, uh, he tried to stay pretty, you know, middle of the road. He didn't want to go one way or the other. Or I think uh, the quote that he used throughout the series is he didn't want to be a poster boy for one theory or another. So it was interesting to see him be able to open up a little bit more than he was able to uh, during the season. So yeah, I, yeah, I was, sho- I was shocked by some of the stuff that he said because I would not expect it at all. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Can we talk about something real quick? Can I, can we talk, guys? Can yeah. we do some real talk can here? We, can we talk real quick, guys? <laughs> Let's do some real talk. All right. Let's I'm going to turn Tony's bass up. <laughs> it's already turned up all the way. Re-record I mean, this right now. I mean, Pause only, this. There's only so much I can fix in post-production. Man. I'm not Jesus Christ. I can't turn water into wine. You know what I mean? Oh, man. No, for real, though. Let's do some real talk here. Your interview techniques on episode 94? We can get to that. We can <laughs> get right. to that. Go ahead. Well, let's talk about how uh, you chickened out tonight. Okay? We're, like, in Bigfoot country here, right? You mm-hmm. run a show called Sasquatch Chronicles. Right. It's, like, 9 o'clock at night, and I'm like, yo, let's go find ourselves some Bigfoot. Let's go wrangle ourselves a Bigfoot. And you're like, nah, I'm a little tired tonight. <laughs> Every time you don't want to do something, it's because you're tired. Uh-huh. I think it's because you're scared. <laughs> I really am tired. I think you're scared. I'm exhausted. I think you still have PTSD from your first encounter. <laughs> that could be true. Yeah. But I would go out, but I'm, I really am tired. Right. I think Wes is just getting up in years. Yeah, that could be too. Yeah. Did you remember your false teeth? I did. Okay. <laughs> I did. Just making sure. Make sure you <laughs> clean those tonight. No, it'd be fun to go out. We just need to plan it better. You know what I mean? No, but Okay. <laughs> I will to take some of the heat off of Wes. I will say, me being the planner, yeah, I, I think I've had the final say in, in cutting right. it off. Okay, okay. I guess I'm the only one with the gumption. 
Next time. Next time we're down here, we'll go out for sure. You know, I'll be the first one to scream. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You might be the fastest voice? one out of the three of us, so. I'll trip you guys, and then I'm running. <laughs> <laughs> and I know you're, uh, you're a gambler, Tony. You want to go out and gamble and look for Sasquatch. Well, let me tell you about something, buddy. Go to mybookie.ag. You can gamble all you want. Join now, and MyBookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Use promo code CHRONICLES to activate the offer. Visit MyBookie online today. That's MyBookie. And don't forget to use the promo code CHRONICLES when creating your account to claim the bonus. You play, you win, you get paid. Thanks for coming on, Tony. Absolutely. Thanks for coming on, Casey. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Thanks for all the hospitality down here in Texas. That's how we do it. Thanks, guys. I want to welcome Foster to the show. Foster, thanks for coming on. Oh, man, my pleasure. And Foster, I know you were in the Special Forces, and you actually had a couple strange things happen to you when you were at Fort Lewis. If you would, would you mind starting from the very beginning? Kind of tell us what happened. Yeah, I uh, was in the Navy for eight and a half years. I uh, went through BUDS, basic unawarded demolition SEAL training. BUDS Class 148, 1987, I graduated. Then <clears throat> thereafter, assigned to SEAL Team 3, Alpha Platoon. And did an employment overseas in the uh, Asian AO, uh, Philippines, Thailand, Guam, that area. And uh, come back to the second workup, which is probably, it varies from six months to a year, depending on what you're you're going to be doing. And, you know, one uh, month you got medical, the others dive, jump, and then you get land navigation and other things. But. The, what uh, brought me to you was the land navigation. And, you know, I listen, I've been listening to your show over a year now. And the minute you brought up no weapons, how, how those, you know, I didn't see one. All I know is they were there and I heard them. And, or you, you feel them. But um, it was unusual for Army SF to call us to Fort Lewis to do a uh, land navigation which was uh, each night for about six nights was eight and a half kilometers, uh, a little over, almost uh, a little under four miles, I believe. I could be wrong. And they drop each one of us off uh, every so often, and they give you 10-digit grid coordinates, and you navigate. But what was the weirdest whole thing about this, and back up a little bit, uh, Silver Team is always used as a guinea pig for – whatever's new, whether it's gear, an exercise, or to try something new. And this was new. And when they got there, they said no weapons allowed. I thought that was unusual. And the brief was, well, the only thing you have to worry about was devil worshippers and Sasquatch slash Bigfoot. And I thought it was just a psyop until we get out there. You thought that, so you thought they were messing with you. You thought yeah. they were kind of, when yeah, you say psyops, you mean like they were just kind of screwing with you mentally? Right. Just, uh, you know, because it's hard enough when you're doing map and compass at night with a red lens flashlight and you're protracting, you got to lay on the ground and you got to be tactical, pull your poncho over you. So, you know, it's hard enough to see the red lens flashlight and, and that force alone. And then you pull your poncho over you, then you got to find out where you're at. And then, uh, you know, uh, set your map and, and, and get your coordinates. And then every other foot is a meter pretty much. And, 
I said, okay. And they drop us off in the back of a truck every so often. And it's beautiful out there. So every one of us, when we made it to a point, a checkpoint where you sleep during the day and patrol at night. So there were about six nights that we did this. And each night you'd walk, stop. And you'd hear, you know, I thought it was somebody like a ranger bat or battalion patrolling after us as the aggressor. I don't know. It was each one of us seemed like, did you have somebody following you? I go, yeah, same here. But I got that sense every time I lay down on the compass, I was doing it in front of somebody. And because of my ignorance of it, I wasn't that afraid of it, you know. But you, you, I did have an uneasy feeling until you started hearing the, uh, I call it cat calls, or you can hear them almost uh, like one would do it next to me. And then where my uh, platoon mate was, you could hear where he was by the other one yelling. So each one of us were followed. I'm curious, Foster, what, what kind, when you say cat calls, like what kind of vocalizations are you talking about? Uh, um, that that high pitched scream, like a woman, uh, you know, just uh, like it's like they're sending a location where they're at and where you're at. You know, it's like each each one of us had one of them following us. It, that's what it seemed like. Because I asked, I go, "Were you followed last night?" He goes, "Yeah, it was the weirdest thing." Because I'd walk, stop, and then there was a. Then uh, they didn't stop at the same time. Whoever it was was big. Stop, you know, a foot or a step behind me. So I kept, you know, you know, I wasn't that graceful because when you climb over a tree that's on its side, it's a sizable tree. It's not like the trees down here. You can just, you know, step over. And, you know, I tripped and fell because couldn't see some of the stuff. But whoever it was, very graceful. That's for sure. Did you ever talk to the superiors and tell them what was going on when you guys were out there doing these training missions? No, uh, it's kind of like uh, go do the exercise. Uh, it seemed like they were waiting for us to say something. But uh, you know, when we got grouped up, we have uh, people from operations that are out there that are in our team that, you know, they're at each point. And they'll ask you because you don't want to say it. How was it? Uh, how was the patrol? I all that said was interesting. And, you know, and, you know, there we get to uh, try out new gear. I just so happened was wearing the, we call black pajamas. They're solid black uh, camouflage. You see how it work in that environment, which doesn't work too well. And uh, everybody was trying something different. But the weirdest thing was no weapons. You could carry a knife, but that's it. Math compass, sleeping bag, and that is it. And, and is that the? And I never served, so forgive me, Foster. But is that the kind of the way it is though on military reservations? They don't, because I've had guys yeah. that have had, run into these things and actually oh. had encounters, and they have blanks in their guns. Well, see, in the teams, we're normally the bad guys. We're the op for whether it's like CBs or whether it's a, a big army or it could be the Marines. But you, you, we train like we're fighting. That's just like in Korea. You know, you get a patrol up to the DMZ. You still got your weapon. Um, the only time I've never carried a weapon was Sears School, which was, you know, that's it, it's like uh, 
survival, evade, resistance, escape. I could have backwards, but you're you're with usually put a, a team guy with a pilot, and but that's the only time you're not allowed to carry a weapon. But we've always, other than uh, going through buds, you carry the rubber ones. Even then, it, you know, we're patrolling, you know, like you're you're going from point A to point B with a map and compass. And I've always done it in training, whether we're practicing live fire or we're just training wherever. Any other place, whether it's Alaska, the Philippines, uh, Thailand, if we're just training, we always have our weapons with us. And that's interesting. It's really interesting that they mentioned Sasquatch to you. And you're yeah. not the first guy to tell me that from um, Fort Lewis. I've heard it many, many times. And it's so strange okay. when the guys report it. I mean, it's a great way to end your military career or get demoted or. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, I was, you know, to be honest, I've always been fascinated with that. Even, you know, I hear a lot of people I watch in search of. So did I, you know, I'm, I'm 54 years old, so. I remember when it first came out, you know, and I thought it was interesting. And until I started to listen to your show, I thought it was just one, you know, it, you know, one just doesn't make any sense. And, you know, just uh, have that. There has to be a breeding population. And down here in Texas, I mean, if you're out east, if you're out long enough, you'll hear it. I mean, it's uh, they're they're pretty vocal out here. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I was out there. I was I was telling uh, Tony and uh, some other people that uh, he, there's I know of a place out there where we, you can go and about oh, one thirty two o'clock in the morning. You hear them. I mean, you can oh, hear yeah. them chattering and screaming and whooping. And yeah, uh, it sounds like Jurassic Park out there. <laughs> it does. I mean, it's uh, anywhere from now. Uh, listen to that one show. I, it was the guys up by where all the prisons are up by that state forest. And where they could, uh, uh, I guess they could do their hunting on one side, their Sasquatch hunting or whatever, uh, whatever they do on the east side, but you couldn't do it on the west side of the freeway, forty five. And I kind of know why on the west side it's a state forest and it's like almost virgin territory. You can't even go in there. But, you know, I didn't really think anything about this until I started. You're the first show I listened to. And there's a few others I listen to and go back and forth. But um, since I've been back, you know, um, I moved from uh, the east side and the west of uh, Houston and Katy from back to here. And I get out there and uh, stay with a friend and then it's remote. And. I didn't do any wood knocks, but I yelled. Maybe a half hour later, you get a reply. I, I yeah, I'm just gonna do it to see, you know, for my own self. Yeah, and no, I, it's it's. Uh, if I had more time, I'd come down, hang out with you, and I know of a few areas we could go to. Yeah, um, I, you know, and it's interesting too. You're talking about Fort Lewis, and I can understand sneaking up on just like regular infantry or. Yeah. Uh, the special forces guy, they're, they're kind of tough guys to sneak up on. Yeah. What, yeah, did, yeah, what, what did you think was going on? I mean, were you thinking Bigfoot or were you thinking? Yeah. Uh, well, after a while I did, cause I'm like, there's no way anybody can move like that in this forest. And I'm like, and you know, back then I still had my hearing and I, I'm pretty visual at night. 
you know, once my eyes adjust. But, you know, me, you, you got a haphazard with jungle boots on. You got all your wait a minute vines. You got everything, things growing horizontal, little catches. So I'm, but I can't see this Bigfoot. I've never seen it, seen one in person, but I had that, after a while, you get that uneasy feeling. But it's, you know, me, all thumbs and two left feet against a ballerina in the in the woods, so to speak. And it was, you know, you can tell that it's good size, but they move real gracefully, if that makes any sense. Yeah, it does. Almost like it's unnatural. Like they shouldn't yes. be able to move around yeah. like they do. Um, especially at night, you know, it's, and you hear guys say that, I mean, you've listened to the show a lot. Witnesses say I was being walked out when I stopped, it stopped. And when I continued, it continued. Yeah. But you guys didn't really have any, I mean, it didn't throw any rocks. It was mainly just Uh, vocals. I didn't hear any any rocks or anything like that. Um, It was like, you know, I didn't, I wouldn't, didn't know anything of it, you know, because they got those structures from what I see. But I didn't see any of that. It was just uh, just straight virgin forest. But there were five or six of us, total six, if you count ops there, that they said they had a visitor. I'm like, that's weird, so do I. But I go, did it move? Yeah. But nobody talked about it. It was almost like they wanted to see how they work with us. I, I mean, not just that's just my opinion. And because, you know, I did it for eight and a half years. Don't you think that's a little bizarre? Like if you're on a military reservation, you know, and and I know SF guys get treated, you know, better than most, which which is they should get treated better than most. But you think they would, you know, if you report something like that or, you know, if one of the did you guys ever report it? Was it pretty much just talked about between the guys? I, you know, we kind of ran it up the chain in the platoon, but it was kept there. I mean, just, I'm like, that's the weirdest, that was the weirdest darn thing. Uh, you know, we didn't use that verbiage, but out of respect for your show, I don't, I ain't gonna. I appreciate but, it. I got kids listening. But, uh, you know, it, it's just weird, you know? Uh, yeah, I mean, we've been to Kodiak, Alaska, you know, yeah, cause there they got bears. You definitely want to carry a big rifle. And, but here, yeah, I, I'm not sure in Washington State do they have big grizzlies or brown bears, but you would think you would carry a sidearm at least, but nothing, not nothing remotely looks like a pistol except for a knife. Yeah, it is bizarre. No, not necessarily. Down at Fort Lewis, you're talking brown, uh, black bears and uh, yeah. cougars. Try, right. You know, they still kill you. You know, it's, oh, yeah. but most of the brown bears are are uh, farther up north, you know, no, no, yeah. more towards Canada. Right. Um, yeah, bizarre, man. Bizarre. I've had so many stories out of Fort Lewis. I mean, I've had, and it seems like as time goes on, if you mention you saw something, you're basically told to be quiet about it. Don't talk oh, about yeah. it. Yeah, because, yeah, I mean, it was pitch black, you know. You know, there's some big trees there. But uh, I didn't see one, so I didn't get that shock and awe like some of you guys did, like yourself. I'm sure I would have got it, but it, it wasn't really bothering me. But it was it was concerning that something can keep up with me like that. And actually, better. I mean, you could tell it was better suited for that environment than I was. Absolutely. Oh yeah, and it's not like uh, 
it, it's more like a school bus with the mad skill that's yeah big you know like a big school bus that's that's coordinated going through there you know there was no branch snapping none of that it was just like it was following stop you know and and do like a a real quick stop it it was like an echo of your footprint it would do it yeah and that's you know in the forest up there in you know fort lewis that whole area i know it well um, it's hard to navigate during the day, let alone at night. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And, you know, I've stumbled a couple of times up there, you know, get you know, call them the wait a minute lines that, uh, some of them grow horizontal, will catch your foot, but whoever this cat was, it didn't, it never, it never missed a beat. Yeah. Completely bizarre. Completely bizarre. <laughs> what what oh, do you yeah. think Sasquatch is uh foster? I know you haven't seen one, but. You know, I know you've looked into it and you've had these experiences, which, you know, it's like, well, what else could it be? You know, unless. Well, I, I kind of think along the past you did, man. It, uh, I think there's some human uh, genome or genetics in it somehow, because why else would they recognize us more so than, you know, any other animal than. You know, I think they look at us as a competitor, and also they're trying to figure us out because we're bipedal too. And it's it's really hard to say on that one. I mean, because I've seen some of the pictures. Uh, I think there's some human genetics in there, and there's something else because I've seen Mr. Davis's uh, that white one that runs the. Our arms are extremely long, and we can't move like that. But I think there's they're related somehow. Yeah, it could be. Definitely could be. It's uh, it's fascinating, and you know, I really appreciate you coming on and sharing what happened to you at Fort Lewis, man. I really wish I was down south. I, like I said, I'd take you out for a drink or something, man. I'd love to ask you a million questions and. Uh, I know there's some things a lot of guys aren't comfortable talking about, but I, I find it fascinating yeah. talking to, you know, beyond Sasquatch, yeah. uh, just some oh, yeah. of your experience and everything. I, I'd love right. to hear about it sometime. Yeah. Yeah. I get, yeah, I haven't been out for a while, so you have to worry about that. But yeah, man, it's been a pleasure. And uh, thanks for having me on. Yeah. Thank you so much, Foster. All right, brother. Man, you have a good evening. Well, that's it for tonight, everybody. Once again, go to SasquatchChronicles.com. If you check the, the, let me go ahead and take it from here. Yeah. And that's it for tonight, everyone. If you've had an encounter, shoot me an email. My email address is Wes at SasquatchChronicles.com. That's Wes at SasquatchChronicles.com. Until next week, friends, stay safe, take care, and remember, the truth will set you free, but first it'll piss you off. Bye.
Run into Old Navy Saturday and Sunday for 50% off all Old Navy active styles for adults and kids. They're all 50% off, but hurry, it's Saturday and Sunday only at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 215 to 216 excludes in-store clearance and baby.